Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Recorded live. Grace and peace, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another special edition of Freestyle Fridays, where every topic is valid as long as it's scripturally based. I'm David Chandler, your host, and sitting along, well, alongside me is Najiti Hawkins. And uh, tonight, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to be opening up the program with a very special uh, topic, and it involves the importance of defending the faith, which is once for all delivered to the saints, and that's uh, Jude chapter 1, verse 6. Um, and before I get into this, uh, I'm going to open up, I'm going to open this up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for see- being with us through another year, and uh, be with us tonight as we go into the scriptures to, for, uh, to see what you are saying about this particular topic, Lord. Uh, let others that have these have the will have the opportunity to listen to this call hear the truth, Lord. The truth of your word in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. 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 So it is very, very viable, very important, very imperative, and any other. Uh, any other um, word that I could use for us to defend the faith that is once for all delivered to the saints. And why is that? Well, because we are seeing a, an, an abundance, a an influx of false teaching, spiritual deception in the last days. The Bible warns us of this and before I uh, go on, I'm going to consult the scriptures once again because we need to know how to battle our enemy. How did Jesus Christ battle our enemy? Well, he battled him with the word. I mean, the devil took him up to a, an exceedingly high mountain. He said, throw yourself down and you know, if you claim to be the son of God, throw yourself down. Because you know your your word says uh and the angels will bear thee up against thy uh bear thee up lest I dash thy foot against the stone. And of course the devil was misquoting Psalms chapter ninety uh ninety one. And of course Jesus Christ said, Well, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And then he said that uh, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So, this is what's going on in the world, because where do you think these false teachers are getting all this stuff from? Where do you think these false teachers are getting 
script uh, are learning how to twist the scriptures. The Bible uses the, the the language of the term resting the scriptures to their own destruction. Where did they learn that from? Well, they've learned it from Satan, who is the master lie, who is the um, the lie. He's a liar. He's the father of all lies, as the scripture says in, in uh, John chapter 8, verse 44. Ye are your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a liar from the be- Well, he was a liar and the murderer from the beginning. Right. It, Can it, I... He, uh, okay. Oh, because oh, Jesus also said, when Satan speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, because he's a he's a liar and the father of it. So, he, and who was he talking to? He wasn't talking to any of those yahoos that were um, didn't know anything about Jesus Christ. He wasn't speaking to the Jehovah's Witnesses. He wasn't speaking to the Mormons. Who was he speaking to? Well, he wasn't speaking to any of the worldly people. Who is he speaking to? The Jewish religious leaders, the the Sadducees, the Pharisees. He was speaking to those religious scribes and those so-called scholars of of his day. (laughs) Are are we facing that problem now? Yes, we are. Yep. Uh, I want to point out two things you pointed out already. Mm -hmm. How Satan approached Jesus Christ, and he, he said, if you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. Matthew chapter 4, let's turn there. Right, right. If you notice, the same type of temptation that he got Eve with, he tried it with Jesus Christ. Yep. It was with uh, food or whatever. I'm not saying there's something deep about that, but now, not only that, that situation, what I was looking at is that that particular situation took me back to Genesis 3 because we see how Satan is, he quoted the scripture. I think that scripture is from Psalms where it says that, you know, saying, the Lord will send his angels uh, to bear thee up, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. But if you notice, it's always Satan who is either throwing shade on the word of God or he's throwing doubt on the word of God. And that's what I wanted to point out. Go ahead and continue. Yes, um, you're exactly right. I I, I had to really reexamine that particular passage of Scripture. Uh, when Jesus Christ was tempted in the wilderness, he was hungry. He hadn't eat, he had eaten in 40 days and 40 nights. Can you imagine how long that is, going without food or water? But he, he was fully man, fully God. And this is what we have to understand. The deity of Christ, it is very important to have a, a, a scriptural grasp of the deity of Christ. If you look at Matthew chapter 4, because Jesus could have blasted him away. He could have evaporated him. But what did he do with, with Satan? What did he, how did he battle or defeat the devil? He used the word. Now, look. Uh, 
Then when Jesus was led up into the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, verse 2, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hunger. And when, he, when, when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God. Now I'm going to stop right there because there's doubt. If thou be the Son of God. If you claim to be the Son of God, do something. Do something to prove that you're the Son of God. Throw yourself off this building. As a matter of fact, turn those stones into bread if you're, if you're claiming to be who you say you are. Right. And it's not like he couldn't do it if he wanted to. Yeah, he could have done it. He could have snapped his fingers and it would have been bread. It would have been, I don't know, Wonder Bread or something. To be, <laughs> Probably uh, leaven-free leaven bread. <laughs> yeah, it could have been leaven-free bread or whatever, fat-free bread. It could have been anything. It could have been anything that uh, resembled, well, not resembled, but anything that was bread. I mean, we're talking about the creator of the universe here, God right. in flesh. Right. Exactly. If he and wanted so, to do it, he could have did it. Yeah, he could have. But it wasn't. But it wasn't the point of if he can do it or not. It was even Jesus kept. Jesus kept the word of God in mind. I'm not going to tempt the Lord thy God. Sure, I know the Lord will save me, but why would I put him to the test? Yeah. So, go ahead. I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, um, I'm sorry. But, yeah, um, so there's doubt there. That's the same thing that the Satan said to Eve. Yea, hath God said. Did the word of God really say it? So we have doubt here, and, and this is what we're we're seeing with a lot of professing Christians, professing believers, you know, um, is the Word of God divinely inspired? Is the Bible divinely inspired? Was Jesus Christ the, the Son of God? Did he claim to be the Son of God? And, and this is what's dangerous. This is how dangerous and insidious the devil is because he can come to you with a truth, with the truth of God's Word, and place a little bit of doubt in it and turns it into a lie. A little bit of leaven. Leaven is the whole lot. Yeah. So we have to understand how cults work, how false teaching works. We have to, it's just like cancer. If you get if your cells start to if one cell turns against itself, then you've got a problem. Then the body is sick. Everybody else can be doing what you know what they're supposed to do. All your other cells can be doing what they're supposed to be doing. You got one cell that says, "You know what? Screw that. I'm not going to do any. I'm not going to do what everybody else is doing. I'm going to do my own thing." And then the body is out of whack. And then that one cell that decided to say, "You know what? I'm going to do my own thing." It starts to infect other cells, and then those cells become unhealthy, become sick. And then that cell that becomes un that became unsick starts to infect other cells, and then all of a sudden you have cancer. You have an insidious cancer growing in the body, and it's out of control, and it starts to metastasize throughout the body. That's a term used by um, medical personnel. The, the idea of metastasizing is to spread is growth 
and spread. That's what malignancies do. They they spread. They don't just grow. They spread as opposed to something that's benign. Something that's benign, it'll just it'll be a clump of flesh and it'll just sit there. But something that's malignant will grow and spread. But this is what false doctrine does. Right. And then the entire body is rotted, and and just like with the the. Uh, the, the body of Christ, the body of Christ becomes rotted because you have one individual that que- that questions the word of God, that uh, this you know doesn't believe that the Bible is the word of God, doesn't believe that the de- that uh, Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. Right, and you know the thing about the thing about that when I look at the whole uh, why Jesus Christ told the church to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Today you have black Hebrew Israelites that focus primarily on the laws of Moses and they are so concerned about the dietary laws that they have even made it an issue of salvation. But this is the type of teaching that Lord Jesus Christ warned us about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That in itself is the leaven of the Pharisees. When you're teaching people that they have to eat a particular type of way in order to be right with God, mm-hmm. when it's faith in Christ as to how we uh, faith of uh, you're saved by grace, mm-hmm. you know what I'm faith by grace. So this doctrine that these Black Hebrew Israelites teach, instead of looking at the leaven, the spiritual leaven of false doctrine and uh, false teaching, they're more concerned about the actual leaven itself. Oh, you can't eat this, you can't eat that. It goes against God's law. But when they teach that these things are issues of salvation, they are actually breaking God's law. Mm-hmm. They are actually doing exactly what they saying we shouldn't do, uh, except for for them, it's a carnal issue, physical food. But the church, we understand that the Father, Father God, he, God is a spirit, and we must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, again, you know what I'm saying, looking at this whole thing about the leaven, uh, uh, Leaven and how Satan uses false doctrine through people like the Pharisees or, in today's terms, false teachers, these false pastors, these cults, these Hebrew cults, these, uh, uh, I mean, you have so many today, it's hard to call them all off. But, yeah, they attack the word of God. They either wrestle the word or they either attack it. Mm-hmm. And in one way and in one way they attack it, they may attack like some may I mean you have so many out there. You have some who only read the Old Testament. You have some who only read the New Testament. You have some who only look at the red letters of the Bible, Jesus' words. You have some who reject Paul's teaching. So these types of philosophy 
are what I believe uh, Paul calls, uh, he tells us to be weary of these philosophies. Do not be, uh, I wish I had my Bible with me, but Paul says don't give in to uh, the, the philosophies of the world. Yeah, uh, Colossians 2.8, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. Right. And really that's all it is. It's just a, philo a philosophical thought about the written scripture. Right. Now I can understand people, people are going to have commentaries and things of that nature about the word of God, but we, but we have to remember that no matter how good the commentaries are, we have to keep in mind that the commentaries are not inspired script. No, you're absolutely right. And so this is why God has given us discernment, so that we can discern through the truth and the lie. The reason being is because we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit teaches us. Now, when I say that, maybe some people may have, like, this mindset that the Holy Spirit is standing at the chalkboard writing down scriptures that we sitting in the seat listening to his uh, to his uh, thesis on Genesis 1-1. See, I was right there at Genesis 1-1 hovering over the face of the seat. It's not like that. And mm -mm. This, is another, this is another thing that we have a problem with, with people and their thinking. They, mm -hmm. think, they think in a natural. But how the Holy Ghost teaches us is through the Word of God. When you mm -hmm. read the Word of God, when you, hey, Dave, mm -hmm. now, I'm not, I think I got my Bible in the car with me. Did I grab it? Tell me I grab it. Mm -mm. Oh, no, I didn't grab it. I just not grab my Bible. Hold up. Uh-oh. Cannot grab his Bible. No, just cannot do it. Oh, I got it. I got no, it. he's got it, man. He's got it. I got it with me, but I'm driving right now. I can't, you know, I can't. No, that. we don't want you getting into an accident. <laughs> right. But, but, could you please, if you can, if you have a chance to, uh, what scripture was it? Uh, Bible sitting in, right in front of me. All you got to do is just tell me the, the, the passage of scripture, and I'll turn to it. Uh, I'm trying to remember the scripture where it says that, uh, picking Luke, where Jesus said that the Holy Ghost will teach. You know, in fact, no, read Psalms one. Psalms one. Read the book. No, let me say. <laughs> Read the book, and he said. And he said. <laughs> okay. I can't believe you sounded just like those idiots, man. Man, don't don't call them idiots. That's not. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Not, that's not godly. Not I can't, Christ, can't call them idiots on the line. Uh, I can call them crazy. I don't know, but yeah, uh, Psalms one. Psalms oh. one. Uh, okay. And he said. <laughs> Blessed is the man that walketh. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> All right, go ahead and read. Right. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor st standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his laws doth he meditate day and night. 
Okay, so right here, now I ain't no tour keeper, and I'm sure um, Psalms, I'm sure David had had Ten Commandments in mind. I'm sure that he did. These were the written texts that the Lord himself had written and given to the children of Israel. How do we apply that today? We apply that by looking at the fact that we also have a written text, and it's called the Inspired Scriptures, the Bible. We have the Old Testament, and we have the New Testament. And so when we read this Bible, when we read this book every day, he says, blessed is the man who uh, doesn't sit in the seat of the scorner or in the way of sinners, but meditates on the law of the Lord every day, right? Mm-hmm. This is how the Lord, this is how the Holy Spirit teaches us. We are blessed because we receive the teaching of God through his Bible through his inspired script, and the Holy Ghost teaches us by placing those things on our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, please go to Proverbs 1-7. Uh, I hate <laughs> my phone drops. Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. You see that? Mm-hmm. Hold on. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and what? Instruction. Mm-hmm. Where do you get wisdom and instruction from? The scriptures. Yep. We read the script. Proverbs is one of the best training tools to help us, to help guide us in just in just the, some in some of the simplest matters. Mm-hmm. So, but it says fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so again, it is through the word that we be that we have instruction. It is through the word. Uh, if you don't mind, read the next, uh, no, um, read the last three verses of that chapter. Actually, the last, the last five verses of that chapter. This is wisdom calling out, and she goes through a diatribe about how she stands in the gates, she, she yells in the streets, she calls the simple away from uh. their simplicity, but yet, they refuse to listen to her. So listen to what, what she says here. Uh, verse 28, they shall call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, that uh, they would not, none they would none of my counsel despise all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whosoever hearketh unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Do you see that? 
Mm-hmm. The Bible is just full of knowledge and wisdom on how to live and all this other stuff. But when you have people out there like these Kemet folk, oh, the Bible was used to enslave people. Come on, man. I mean, really? Does that sound like a doctrine that somebody would use to enslave you? No, it doesn't. Yep. Yep. It doesn't. So it's like all you have to do is read it for yourself. And that's what I would tell the chemist. So, like, read it for yourself. Don't believe what somebody tells you the Bible says. Don't just allow somebody to cherry pick certain scriptures out the Bible to prove something against the Bible. Oh, see right here it says the slaves did this, da, 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 and they were, and he could take his servant and bore him through his ear. You see what I'm saying? So it's like you don't know the context of what it's saying. All you see is these words. It says slave, and you don't like it. Oh, it's made, it's, it came from the white man. But if you believe that, then that means that you have fallen for the same trick Eve did. You see, because when you take the example of Jesus Christ, what did he do? He corrected the devil doing what? Using the word of God correctly. Mm-hmm. He used the word of God correctly, properly, in context. Oh, yeah, okay, well... Um, the Bible also says, oh, it is also written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. The Bible is also written, uh, man should not live by bread alone, but what? Every word. word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Where do we have those words? The Bible. Amen. Go ahead, Dave. I gotta get myself situated. Okay, but yeah, it, it's it's plain it's plainly inscribed within the pages of Scripture where we get our wisdom from God's Word, and Paul even says in Colossians two eight to not to let the world or not to let man spoil us through vain philosophy. And what is the word vain in, in, in the Bible? This simply means meaningless. And so, what, but what we're seeing, we're seeing an influx of pop psychology in the church. We're seeing a, an influx of um, pragmatic world, uh, of a, you know, we're seeing an influx of pragmatism in the world, uh, postmodernism. And like I explained to uh, to you guys before, in the last recording that we did, postmodernism isn't necessarily modernism. As a matter of fact, it's not necessarily the opposite, but it's not modernism. Postmodernism is saying, I have my truth, you have your truth. Your truth doesn't necessarily mean it's... At, there's no absolute truth. So truth is speculative. Truth is is um, subject to my interpretation of it. So if I say that Jesus Christ is God, you'll come around and say, well, Jesus Christ, just because you think Jesus Christ is God doesn't necessarily mean it's so. Uh, 
but the Bible attests to this. How can you argue a fact? See, logic means it's it's uh, you know the, the the idea of logic when you when you're talking about logic logic is factual you can't argue it you can't say that 1 plus 1 equals 3 because it is not that's the wrong equation wrong uh, 1 plus 1 equals 2 and if you're speaking logically then it's just etched in stone. You can't say that, well, it's not true because I don't want to believe it. Well, that doesn't mean that it's not factual. Just because you don't want to believe it doesn't necessarily mean it isn't factual. But we're 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 in a, a culture now where logic and reasoning is not uh, is not accepted. And I see this in scripture. You know, you, you look at Second Timothy 4, verses 1 through 4, and, and I'm going to turn there really quickly because it kind of hones in on the topic that we're discussing now. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, verse 1, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Uh, verse 2, preach the word. And this is a command or an infinitive. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Now the idea here is to preach the word, preach sound doctrine when they want to hear it, when they don't want to hear it, when they feel like hearing it, when they don't feel like hearing it, when they're tired of hearing it, when they're not tired of hearing it. Preach it. And Paul gives Timothy the reason why he should preach the word. Mm-hmm. For the time will come, this is verse 3, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. The idea in, endure, meaning put up with, tolerate, endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap into themselves teachers having itching ears. Right. So here, let's focus on the latter portion of this verse. But after their own lusts shall they heap unto themselves teachers. So this is why you have Creflo Dollar, Kenneth Copeland, you have Clarence McClendon, Joel Osteen, you have um, Fred Price. Uh, all of these guys, they're so popular, and they're millionaires. They're, they're, and we're not talking about millionaires. We're talking about multi-millionaires off of the backs of, of, of their parishioners because they have – Lusts that they have a they have a covetous spirit, and they have a covet and they want to they want to have what these teachers have. They want to have what these 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 uh, false teachers are telling them that they have: the cars, the money, the prestige, the notoriety, the houses. They want that because they're putting it before them. They're dangling the carrot before. This is what you can have. If you have faith, if you have, um, if you speak this into existence, then you can have what I have. And so, they're in poverty. They're they 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 know what it's like to not have, and 
you know, they're struggling to get back and forth to work and they're struggling to put food on the table. So they're unsatisfied. They're not content with their lives. So what are they going to do? They're going to heap into themselves teachers that will give them what they're looking for. And so here, having itching ears, they, they're going to want to hear what they have to say because this is their heart's desire. Their heart's desire is to have money, to have the prestige, to have the notoriety, to be well-known throughout the entire country, That's, you know, let alone the whole world. And so uh, that that brings me to another passage of scripture. Um, uh, Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-one. I can't see it, so I'm driving. But... Okay. All right. Um, Matthew chapter 6, verses 21. Okay. For where, okay, let me start at verse 19. Lay up for yourselves, lay it not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves uh, break in and steal. But lay up yourselves, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor uh, rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So, your heart, your treasure is, you know, is where your heart is going to be. And it says the same thing in Luke chapter 12, verse uh, 34. Don't lay up your, for yourselves treasures on, on the earth. See, Jesus is, is, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, Jesus is 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 teaching practicality here. Why would you lay up this see this is not our home. Now Jesus is not necessarily saying, you know, a person shouldn't work, a person should should make an honest wage. No, but he's telling us not to look to be rich. Right. Matter of fact, that's in the Proverbs. Again, you know what I'm saying? Like uh it's Proverbs thirty one. If you can um, go there for me. Proverbs what? Proverbs 31. I got you working today. <laughs> well, that's fine. Running the scriptures is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Proverbs <clears throat> 31. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, 31 and uh, first part, so just read it. Okay. Um, like, just read it. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Read it. All right, I'll read it. The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him, what my son and what the uh, the son of my womb and what the son of my vows give not thy strength unto women nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings it is not for kings O Lemuel it is not for the kings to drink wine nor for princes to sh- uh, strong drink lest they shrink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted 
Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. Um, trying to find. Yeah, I don't think it's in this passage, though. Mm. Man, I wish I was sitting up on computer. Uh, I know the scripture. The, the way it goes, the way he says it, he says, uh, no, yeah, he says, seek neither to be. He said, uh, asking the Lord. And he's telling the Lord that he he doesn't seek or request to be rich. He said at least he forget the Lord, blasphemes his blood. Uh, if he if he's rich, if he's made rich, he may forget about the Lord. But he neither wants to be poor because he doesn't want to steal. And blaspheme the name of the Lord. Right. I'll find I'll find out where it's at, but I really do think it's in thirty one. Um, oh, that's Proverbs thirty. Oh, okay. I I was close. My bad. Thirty and nine. Lest I be oh, okay, let me start at verse eight. Remove far from me the vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Lest I be full and deny thee, and I say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of the Lord in vain. Right. So, here is teaching balance. Right. He wants to be content. Right, to be content in whatever it is that we have. Right. But these guys are not doing that. They're they're teaching excess. They're teaching get more, get more, get more, get more, get more, get more. Uh, be rich, be famous, be rich, be famous. And this is not the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, it's totally opposite of what he's teaching or what he's taught. And so we have an issue here. And this is why you have so many Christians, uh, that, that we have so many uh, professing believers questioning the deity of Christ, even outright denying the deity, because they're not learning these essentials in church. They're not learning the essential, the, 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 uh, they're not learning the gospel. What, what is the gospel message? How important is the gospel message? They're not learning how um, what man, what must a man do to enter heaven? Is the Bible the word of God? Is, is Jesus was Jesus Christ God when he was on the earth doing his ministry for three and a half years? You got guys like Creflo Dollar saying that well he wasn't God when he was on the earth. He stopped being God, and he right, was just right. a man. That was anointed by the Holy Spirit at the age of 30. Well, wait a minute. That's not what the Bible says. Right. I think if we took a, a, a closer look at into the person of Jesus Christ, I think people will have a, a greater understanding if, you know what I'm saying, if there was more 
teachings about Jesus' person. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. being born of the Holy Spirit and also being born of man. Conceived mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit. Conception. Jesus Christ was a human being that was conceived by the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, whew. but I'm taking directly to uh, Philippians three. Mm-hmm. Hey, grab that for me, Philippians 3. This is horrible, man. I, don't, I should be more, more, much more accurate with my uh, scripture references. <laughs> uh, Philippians. But, but, but as I'm talking, they pop up in my head. I think it's like uh, 312 or something like that. Pretty much where it says uh, being found in fashion as a man. He found it. Uh, Three in. Oh. Uh, Let's see. Let this mind be in you as it is in Christ. Alright, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Mm, I don't, I don't know if that's. Uh, or in. Maybe we can look up the passage. Let this mind. Be in you as it is in Christ. Yeah, that's Philippians two five. Ah, another chapter off. <laughs> hmm. I'm I'm gonna hit my hand for that. Hmm. Let this mind right, be in so, you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Verse seven, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him in the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father." Glory of the Father, because Jesus Christ is the manifestation of God. Yep. He is the full manifestation of God. And this is why Bible study is so important. Mm-hmm. Bible study is so important when you go to your local church or if you gather uh, in a physical place or uh, if you over the phone, 
conference, internet chat rooms, whatever, you know, when mm-hmm. you have Bible study, everything Bible should be on the table. And everything apart from the Bible should be on the table. We just try to hit it from a biblical perspective. So imagine this type of Bible study concerning the deity of Jesus Christ and going into details about what Philippians 2 says about, one, he was, he found it, what, not robbery? Can you read that part one more time? Uh, oh, yeah, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal uh-huh. with God. Being in the form of God. God. Being in the form of God. The only, the only person who can be in the form of God is God Himself. Hmm. Continue. Mm-hmm. Continue. Uh, okay. Uh, but made Himself of no reputation, and took upon okay. Him. Oh. All right. That just means that He knew. <laughs> Jesus Christ knew who he was. It's just something he ain't brag about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't brag about it. He let it be known a few times. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, for instance, right before he was getting arrested, uh, right before he got right, right before he got arrested. Uh, GT, just uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll be right back. Okay. Right before Jesus Christ got arrested, I believe it was Peter who took his sword and sliced off the ear of one of the soldiers. Jesus made it plain and clear. He said, "You, I'm gonna say it in layman terms because um, I don't have the Bible right. Here. I have it, but I'm also in the car." Uh, but Jesus Christ said, "No, don't you know that I can ask my Father to send me a legion of angels at at the drop of a dime? I can ask, him, and He'll send He'll send me what I ask for. They'll come to my aid at any moment." But it was something that he didn't he didn't see it was really worth bragging about. And that's why my facts. Since I'm parked, I can't grab my Bible real quick. Not be lazy. Third Philippians. Uh I'm sounding like Trump third Philippians. Ain't, ain't no such thing. Second Corinthians. I mean uh Okay. Yeah, I'm turning to Philippians right now. All right, two five. <clears throat> of course, it's highlighted in my Bible. Uh, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In other words, it wasn't something that he could brag about 
or something that he wanted to brag about, but it was it was nothing for him to look at himself as being equal with God, being equal with God. And that's what he says here. He found it not robbery to be equal with God. Yeah. And again, and he, oh, I'm sorry. Then it goes, but made himself of no reputation. That's the part I'm talking about. He is wasn't something to brag about. He thought it not robbery, robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. I jumped ahead of myself. But, yeah, verse 7, that's what verse 7 is telling us. But made himself of no reputation. Yeah, he... He can call, well, matter of fact, Dave, let me bring you up to speed. What I pointed out was that Peter cut the guy's ear off. Jesus Christ told him, yo, if I wanted to ask the Father to send me a legion of angels, he would do it at the drop of a dime. I'm just paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he knew, he knew he could do that, but he didn't brag about it, and that's what verse uh, 7 right here is, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. Where do mm-hmm. we see that at? Where do we see that at? Jesus Christ, being in the form of God, down here in the earth, washing people's feet. Mm-hmm. Washed his disciples' He served them. Yeah. But yet, he's God. He's God. He was all of these statues that the pagans had, all they did was stand there. And you had to bow yourself before it. Mm-hmm. You made it, but then you worship it. It's the same way like with the money today. You know, when people make a lot of money, mm-hmm. they start worshiping. It becomes an idol. But, again, just imagine this subject being taught in Bible studies on Wednesdays in the majority of the churches. And I'm talking about church buildings. Right. Would there be room enough for everybody to hold their, you know what I'm saying, hold their emotions together while we try to figure out together which one it is? Let the Bible speak for itself. How many times, like, we can run through the Old Testament and find types and shadows of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Some stuff is like you wouldn't you wouldn't really pick up on it uh, so easily unless you know what I'm saying you really I don't know unless the Holy Ghost gives it to you. Mm-hmm. You know sometimes I receive stuff and I'm I'm scared to accept it because. You know what I'm saying? I hadn't did all the research through the scriptures to see 
what it says on that particular subject. But when I do, I be so grateful when I validate, you know what I'm saying, what was given to me because I know it was given to me from God. Mm-hmm. But if it's contrary to this word, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, see? See, oh, man, this is dangerous right here. That's how I react to it. But, yeah, these types of shadows, man, like, uh, who else? Who else was Jesus talking about when he told them before Abraham was, I am? You don't think they knew what that terminology meant? Do you think they were familiar with I am? Yeah, they were. Of course they were. I mean, it it became a habit that they didn't even want to pronounce the Hebrew name of God. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you say it. Um, the closest that I the closest that I can get to is Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Yahweh. Uh, I was into that name, sacred name stuff for a little bit uh, when I started to discover the the, the Hebrew names of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, matter of fact, I was right at the end of um, AIT. Well, so, before you get into that, I, I wanted to... Uh capitalize on something real quick. Okay. When you talk about the name, you know, a lot of these sacred namers, you know, Yahawahashiwa, you know, you don't call him Jesus because that's, you know, there's no J in the original Hebrew. Of course there's no J in the original Hebrew because Jesus is Greek. It's Greek. It's not Hebrew. And so that's their argument. And then but Jesus is actually, Jesus is English. <laughs> but, well, yeah. The uh, Asus, that's Greek. Right. The Asus. But it's the same person. Yeah. Am I supposed to? Am I supposed to be deep because I'm walking around say, saying, uh, uh, saying that I'm a follower of the Asus, like. What good am I doing the person who's listening to me if I say Jesus or if I say Hashavahushavahshavah? <laughs> They're going to look at me like, are, are you on drugs or something? They're going to look at me like, they're not going to know what who that is. I know you, okay, where's the uh, scripture about... Um, Speaking in tongues. No, oh, that's uh, I think that's First Corinthians um, seven. No, not seven. That's First Corinthians twelve. I'm a find it. I'm a find. If we had more people on the phone, they could help us find it. But oh, I'm sorry. First Corinthians 14, and then First Corinthians 12. 
First Corinthians 12. I think I want 14. Well, 14 talks more about the speaking in tongues aspect, but 12 is talking about the spiritual gifts. 14 verse what? Uh... First, uh, I would start at verse, uh, well, first chat, first verse. Uh, oh. Well, actually, it's fourteen verses four, but I would just, yeah. First I was in Rome. My bad. I ain't got my glasses on. Yeah, there's no one on tonight. I wonder where everybody went. I ain't advertised yet. As soon as I get in the house, I'm going to advertise. Oh, okay. Oh, you're not in the house yet. No, no, no. no. I'm not. Not yet. All right. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesieth speaks unto men to edification and exhortation and and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. But he that prophesieth edifies the church. I would that ye all spake with tongues, but rather that ye prophesied. For greater is he that prophesies than he that speaks with tongues, except he interprets, that the church may receive edifying. Now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. And even things without without life, giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sound. How shall it be known what is pipe or harp? For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? But likewise you, except ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood. How shall it be known what is spoken? For 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 ye shall speak into the air. So I'm gonna stop right there mm-hmm. because I don't. I, I I hate for anybody to think that they are being deep by mm-hmm. speaking these Hebrew terms because you're not edifying anybody. Paul said it right here. You're not edifying anybody. Why do we have to edify? What does edify mean? I'm sure you know, Dave. Well, edify means to uh, to teach. You know, edify is to, um, if it's for my edification, then I'm getting something out of it. You know, right. I'm getting something out of it. And right. if I'm not being edified, and I'm not getting anything out of it. It's sort of kind of like um, an un- a-, a certain level of understanding. And if I'm speaking in tongues, then what edification am I getting it? Am I getting from it? Right. And 
worst part about it, I even I didn't even go into the whole you know uh, charismatic movement. I, that's that's where you at right there, right? Because I'm that's one of the things that I've seen in in those churches, uh, speaking in tongues, trying to speak in tongues to rebuke somebody. When that's not, <laughs> like, that's not doing anything. Mm-mm. Yeah, you're, you're, you know, if you're being edified, you're being taught to improve intellectually or spiritually. And is speaking in tongues edifying the church? No. The proclamation of the word is. Amen. And that's the word prophesy. The word here, prophesy, verse four, first, uh, the first verse of, of uh, 1 Corinthians 14, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather than ye, rather that ye may prophesy. The word here is foretell. To proclaim the, the word of God, to proclaim the truth or to preach. You know, preach is another word for proclaim. Right, but you hear that a lot of clamoring in the body of Christ, especially within the institutionalized churches, or well, most of them anyway, is that uh, the focus or the emphasis is on spiritual gifts. The emphasis is on whether or not I'm culturally relevant. We have to be culturally relevant to the youth, so we can win them. Well, how do you be culturally re- uh, relevant to this hip hop subculture that we're uh, living in? Well, you got to act like them. You got to talk like you got to speak the same vernacular that they speak. Speak <laughs> the same language. Yo, what's up, man? Yo, what's up? What's going on? I mean, you know, yeah, that I kind see. of thing. <laughs> you know, I'm in, I'm chilling up in the uh in the cut, you know what I mean? In, in the cut. What? So, that's how you relate to uh a loss. That, that, that's how you. That, that's how they think you're supposed to. And that's again, that's postmodernism. Out goes the proclamation of the word, and in comes cultural relativism. Cultural. Um, you know, I have to be culturally relevant to these individ- these people, these young people, particularly the young, the, the the youth, so that they can be entertained. And, and the word. And we have entertainment now in the church. And the word literally means something, you know, uh, being detained so that something can enter you. That's what the word literally means. Something to, uh, you, you know, you're being detained so that something can enter you. And this is what's happening. This is why we've got mimes in the church. We've got steppers. We've got... Um, Christian rappers and all that other stuff and Christian rap now. Who would ever thought you'd ever hear that term uttered 40 years ago or 50 years ago for that matter? Christian rap, even the people back 50 years ago knew that it was no such animal. Now all of a sudden we're saying that, eh, you know, I don't listen to secular rap, but I listen to Christian rap? So you don't listen to Christian hip-hop, so you don't listen to secular hip-hop, so you listen to Christian. So it's almost like saying you don't listen to, you don't watch Christian, you don't watch secular porn, but you watch Christian porn. 
Oh, man, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> it, it's pornography. It's the same spirit. The same spirit exists. Man, I always forget my ID card. Uh, you're just as bad as me forgetting my keys. Go ahead, I'm listening. Oh, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to be on the air. But this is how we are inundated with so much false. This is why the church is inundated with so much uh, false teaching, false doctrine. And I'm not speaking of the church in a negative viewpoint. I'm not speaking of the church in a uh, negative light. What I am saying is that the people that occupy these churches need to be taught sound doctrine. We need to be instructed. We need to be um, exhorted. We need to be edified. We need to be instructed. We need to be taught sound doctrine so we can take it out to the world, we can take it out to the unbelieving world and tell them that, hey, Jesus saves. Well, how can I tell the unbelieving world that Jesus saved when I have a wrong scriptural idea of who Jesus is? I'm talking about another Jesus. I'm, I'm right. saying, well, Jesus is not God. Well, how can I preach that? That impedes on my preaching of the gospel because if oh. Jesus isn't God, then how can you be saved? Hey, go to Galatians 1. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'll go to Galatians 1. I will go to Galatians 1. Okay. Okay, and chapter just, 1. Just read it. All right, I'll, I'll just read it, sir. Reading it, sir. Paul, an apostle. <laughs> Paul, an apostle, not of men. Neither by man. I can't do that in the air. But, um... Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ. I want to stop here because uh -huh. pastors need to read this passage. Especially, well, I'm not talking about pastors who have been in ministry for 25,000 years. I'm talking about people, ministers or uh, young men who want to be in the ministry. You ha he's, Paul said he's an apostle, not of men, but by man, uh, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ. In other words, Jesus Christ put me in this position, not you. <laughs> yep. Jesus Christ did this. So that leads me to another question. How can we tell if a pastor, if a man has been called by God to preach? What are the signs, I guess you might want to use the term signs, that we can go by that lets me know that, okay, that guy over there is, has been called by, has been divinely called to do that work. Because we see so many other ministers running around doing everything but what the, the Word of God uh, is, is uh, teaching. So, how do we know? Well, we know by uh, these, this passage of scripture in, in the book of uh, Timothy, Timothy chapter, First Timothy chapter three, 
And I'm going to get back to uh, Galatians chapter 1 in a second. I just wanted to show you guys something. Okay, verse uh, chapter 3, verse 1, First uh, Timothy. This is a true saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. Verse 2, a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. Verse 3, not given to wine, not no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre money, but patient, not a brawler, you know, angry, uh, contentious, but not covetous. Four, number, uh, verse 4, one that ruleth, his, ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. Verse 5, for if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Yeah, his his family is just in a wreck, but yet he's preaching about divorce. He's exposing divorce, but yet his, you know, uh, or maybe uh, his children are on drugs, but yet he's the youth pastor. <laughs> right. Why don't you take that same gospel and share it with your children? Right. But or try to or try to enforce or try to enforce uh description into your marriage. Right. Yeah, you're you're uh married and got a wife and got a girlfriend on the side. Right. But yet you're pastoring and telling me how to live. That you know something is a little off with that. Got a baby out of like a baby out of wedlock while you're married. Like, <laughs> but um, go back to Galatians one and continue reading after that part. So you already see that Paul pretty much said that it was Jesus Christ. Who put him in that position? Right. So that's one that's one subject right there. You know, what I'm saying because you have people like I said, who says that Paul taught against Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how can it's, it's almost like you know medicine fighting with science. It's it's a science. It's not something else. Right. But uh, verse 2, uh, And all the brethren which are with me unto the church of Galatia, grace be to you and peace from the, uh, from the, God, uh, from the God, of, God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from, the present, from this present evil world according to the will of God our Father. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so right here, he gave glory to the Father through Jesus Christ. This mm-hmm. is he's, he's a Christian. Mm-hmm. He believes in the teachings of Jesus Christ. He believes in Jesus Christ. Right. He has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, so much so that he uses the words, our Lord Jesus Christ. In the mm-hmm. personal, you know, in the personal sense, he said, yep. "Who gave himself for our sins, 
Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. That's why he was sent to this world. Okay. Um, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, some would say this age, according to the will of God and our Father. So he goes on. So we know from what he says right here that he's a Christian, pretty much. But notice what he says next in verse 6. I marvel that ye are all, hold up, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Now, who's the him? Jesus Christ. Amen. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you that ye have received, let him be accursed. There you have it. Even an angel were to come to you with another, preaching another gospel, let him be accursed, and that word is translated anathema, which means, you know, let him be hell-bound. Bound, like, bound, that means, like, you got a ticket. <laughs> you got a one-way ticket. Yeah, you got a one-way ticket to hell. Do not collect $200. Do not pass go. <laughs> Nothing. You're just doomed. You're going to hell, period. There's no if ands, or buts about that. You just earned your. You didn't even earn yourself away in the hell. You, you're just going because of that. <laughs> yep. So you, you see how important it is for us to preach as as believers to preach sound doctrine. Verse six: I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you unto his grace, unto the grace of Christ, which is unto another gospel. Now, here it says, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that, it, that called you unto the grace of Christ, the grace of Christ into, unto another gospel. Who called you to, into the grace of Christ unto another gospel? It was God, God the Father. So, this is important because we have people in our midst that are teaching another gospel. What's another gospel? Uh, well, it's not another gospel. There is no other gospel. It's a false gospel. It's it's a false message. What is the false? What is the gospel? It's the message. The gospel is the good news. Well, the false gospel is nothing more than a false message. And what is a false message? Well, um, Jesus was just a moral person. He wasn't God. He never claimed to be God. Well, Jesus was just an avatar, and he only was here to 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 um, 
to show us the Christ consciousness. Well, that's another gospel. That's not the truth. That's not the true message. That's not the true gospel that we uh, read in Scripture. And who are te- who's teaching all this stuff? Well, you've got Mary Baker Eddy and the ch- Christian scientists. You've got Scientologists teaching um, all kinds of nonsense. You've got, um, you know, that's, of course the Scientologists are teaching that man can go through spiritual enlightenment through all these particular steps. Well, does the Bible tell you teach you that? No, it doesn't teach you that at all. It teaches you that it is by grace ye are saved through faith, period. Right. And you, you have, and, let's, and what is the gospel? Well, let's find that out, shall we? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15, 5, and 4. I mean, I'm sorry, 15, uh, 5, 3, and 4. Okay, I'm going to start here at verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare, this is 1 Corinthians 15, chapter 15, verse 1. I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein we ye stand. Verse 2. By which ye also, which, by which also ye are saved. Then now, I'm going to stop here because this is important. I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. This is how we are saved. By what? The gospel. What gospel? Well, if you keep remembering what I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. Verse four, verse 3, For I delivered unto you first of all which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Verse 4, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Verse 5, and note this well, and that he was seen of Cephas then of the twelve. Now he ascended. This is after. This is his ascension, verse 5. Verse 4 is very important, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's the gospel. That is the gospel message. And Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. All right. Starting at verse 8. For by grace ye are saved through faith. Now, I'm starting at verse 7. That in the ages to come he may show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Verse 8, For by grace ye are saved. Are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves? It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So, that is how we're saved. Through faith, through grace, through, uh, by grace through faith in the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done for us on the cross. What did he do? He shed his blood for our sins. Our okay. his blood had to be efficacious for man's uh, for the re- for, for the remission of man's sin. Hebrews chapter nine, I believe, verse twenty five, for 
without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So that's uh, pertinent right there. But we have cults and we have aberrant Christian teachers that will tell you that uh, Jesus Christ was just an anointed man uh, by the Holy Spirit to teach us how we can do the same things that he did by faith, if we had just enough faith. And uh, you have Jehovah's Witnesses that will tell you that Jesus Christ is not God, but he is a God, or he's the Archangel Michael. And salvation by works, you have to do certain things. You have to um, go around and you have to go around and 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 uh, two by twos and knock on people's doors and all this other stuff and you know that there's no you know their salvation isn't by grace it isn't by faith it isn't by grace through faith not of yourselves and it's a works doctrine you have to be baptized in order to be saved mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of your your uh, Oneness Pentecostals will teach you that in, in uh, Acts 2.38. This is the gospel. You have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. A lot of your Campbellites will teach you this too, the Church of Christ, not the Christian branch, but I'm talking about the cult branch that was founded by Alexander Campbell. They will teach you that you have to be baptized in order to be saved. And that's false. That's a work doctrine. Right. And that's no different than the BHI uh, doctrine. Yeah. You, ha- you have to actually do something. You have to obey the laws of Moses in order to be saved. But my thing is, I look at what Jesus Christ said, and let me go find it. Let me go find it. I believe it's in Matthew where Jesus points out, you know what I'm saying, about the greatest, two greatest laws. It is like unto it. That's what he said. And that's in Matthew 22. 39, actually 22, I'll start at Matthew 22, verse 36. Well, actually, I'm going to start at 35. Matthew Matthew 22, 35, here we go. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. No, Kuta, no, you got it all wrong. It's Massa, not Master, Massa. (laughs) Go back and read it again, but this time say it right, Massa. Come on, come on. We don't have all day. I'm on a limited time schedule. Yeah, this is your late night president, by the way. Who is this? 
Your late night president, by the way. And we're live here on TalkShoe.com at the Comic Book Writer's Call. Yes, Mr. Comic Book Writer. Who's called, Who's this? Could you write us or could you make us a comic book about nigger? I'm telling you, they are everywhere. You want to sell some comics, you need to make up a nigger comic. Yeah. Just include a whole bunch of chippy. Ooga booga, ooga booga. Uh, this is uh, somebody from South Texas, Dave. Uh, southeast Texas. Yeah, Southeast. Yeah, get it right. Once again, there, Tosa. Texas is in the house, people. Texas is right. in yes, the house. Texas. So tell us, tell tell us what's on your mind, sir. Tell us yeah, what's I on your mind. See him. I can't see him at all. Yeah, it's Southeast yes, Texas. Yes, that's good. That's good, especially if you're a nigger, because we know niggers can't see. They can't swim. <sighs> what's on your mind, my friend? Oh, you sound tired, sir. You sound so tired. No, I'm what's just, your, I'm just what's on your I mind? came in on you reading reading the scripture, you know, reading the good book, and it is I wanted to book. keep quiet, but you kind of messed up here. It is a good book. Yes, yes, a good book, a great book. It's a great book. It's the, it's the, it's the Holy Scriptures. Well, it's I wouldn't go that far. It's the Word of God. It's the Word of it God. It is a good book. Yes. It's the Word of God because it is a good book because God inspired it. Okay, okay. You, you want to challenge? Do you, would, you, would you like to challenge that, my friend? I'll give you a chance to do that. I mean, you, have you don't want to go there with me. You, you don't want to go there with me. Well, let's and let's do it. Let's let's prove the scriptures. Let's see if you can uh, articulate with a nigger. Let's see. Let's see how wait, you respond. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. You mean to tell me you you are you are? I can't even say the word now. Help me, help me. Okay, you are a... I can't say it, I can't say it. You just said it, but I can't say it. Why? You you was you were so free with it a few minutes ago. Look, I'm going to tell you, I'm a Christian. I'm not offended. I'm not offended. You're not offended? No, I'm not. No, neither am I. Okay, okay. You okay. see, because... Right before you, you came in, oh, is that, right is that before you came in, I got it out, Jesus. I got it out. Right before you, you came are in, a dinner. you. Right before you came in, Jesus Christ was explaining the second commandment. The second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Wait a minute, Jesus so, Christ is here. Where? Where? So no matter look, no matter how much you hate, Where's he me, no matter how much you hate black people, guess what, Jesus. my friend? I have no Where's other choice but to show you love in the name of Jesus Christ. What do you mean? What do you mean? Who said I hated black people? Now you're putting words in my mouth. Did you ever hear me say that I hate black people? All right, I like Whitney Houston and Prince just as much as all the rest of you niggers did. Okay. That reminds me of a of a joke. I like black people. I yeah, got yeah, a black yeah, I like Whitney Houston. I like a black the fact that she was floating. I even got a colored TV. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, I do. I do. I bet you do, my friend. David, are you able to um, uh, mute this mute this young man? I no, can't because no, uh, no, 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 can't no, see him. No, no, I don't want to be muted. He challenged oh, me to a debate. He challenged me to a debate. So <laughs> I want to debate this this this, this nigger. <laughs> you want to debate this nigger. Come on. I couldn't say it, but you said it. You, you covered it for me. Yeah, I don't you hear that talk too? I didn't say all. it. I didn't Look, say man, it. you can say it. Said it. You can the say it. Said it first. He said nigger right. first, so now I'm right. going to say it. You can say it first. Go ahead. No, no, Go ahead. no. You already did. I was just explaining it to talk shit. I don't want any trouble with these niggas. No, you don't. You really don't. But and by the way, sir. And by the way. I don't have if, any cash on me. All my cash is on my credit card. It's in my bank. We don't want your money. I want you Take to present whatever you want. Argument. Take whatever you want, Mr. Dennis, I want you sir. to present your Please argument. Please don't kill me. Please don't Please kill present me. your argument. Uh, he doesn't have one. He's probably drunk. My but, argument uh, simply is this. Yeah, he he does sound I, intoxicated. Uh, let me find out. High. Can but, you please? Uh, can you please let me state my argument, please? No, no, we can't my do that. Because this, we don't want to hear any. Uh, my argument is this: that at the hour of 10 p.m. Central, each you're going to hang up. We are asking all niggers, any niggers who are present on this network after the hours of 10 p.m. Central. To Sir, please hang up, leave please? immediately. That's right. Please leave immediately. All right. Okay, but I bring my announcer on and let him explain to you that the welfare offices are now closed. Please catch the bus and leave now. I sure hope you know this is being recorded because <laughs> hey, you making threats like that over uh, the open airways. That's that's a little crazy. What do you mean? I make threats like this every night. What do you mean it's recorded? I have a show. It's recorded as well. So you say nigga. Can I call into your show? Can I call into your show, sir? David, are you sure you can't mute this dude? Can you refresh? Okay. Thank you. Oh, man. That is so frustrating. Yeah, I was trying to, because I couldn't see him and, um, so I had to kind of leave the uh, the chat room and then oh, refresh. come back. Yeah, refresh it. Well, as you can see, you know what I'm saying, like, whew, I don't know I where didn't, came from. <laughs> I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't get nasty with him. Right. You know, you know why? Because I'm almost 40 years old. You know what I'm saying? And I have better control of myself because a person like that is wild. They are unbalanced. And well, you can I don't tell that by the, the statements that he was making. Right, and I don't claim to uh, to be, like, fully stable, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm aware of what's going on. Right. But somebody like this guy, he's He's rash and, 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 you know, he's liable to make a, a serious mistake. Um, seriously, like, I'm actually on a military installation, and this young man is talking like this. 
Well, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of I, I was a little surprised that he was bold enough to say all of those things. You know, utter all of those well, guess, racial epithets. Well, I guess, uh, I guess, you know, what I'm saying like when you're when you're mad and you have hate in your heart, um, it makes you do things that way. And you know, maybe it's it's sad, it's, it's sad because we all have a presupposition about one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I may see some country white folk and automatically think that they're racist. Mm-hmm. And so many times I have fallen to that mindset only mm-hmm. to be corrected when these people are so nice to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we have a, a good conversation. You know what I'm saying? We all are just concerned citizens. We ain't looking at each other like, uh, well, they they not looking at me like, oh, he's a black guy, da, da, da. he carries a gun, he's a thug, da, da, da. No, they don't look at me like that. Right. And I feel bad by thinking that they are looking at me like that. Why? Because media has fed people's minds with this racism crap. I'm going to tell you, I read uh, my boy, I got my boy, what's his name, William Cooper, Mm-hmm. He said he ain't believe in racism. I ain't understand what he meant, but I borrowed that and for myself because I don't believe in racism. I don't believe in racism because all it is is hate. Yeah. Black people, black people hate white people. White people hate black people. Hey, you, yep. do you think? Do you think that what happened a few days ago was by accident? You're wrong. It nothing happens by accident. Mm-hmm. They needed this 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 uh poor this poor young man who was slow. He was somewhat uh, mentally retarded or whatever. And that don't even matter. Like he was an innocent victim. And these black young kids took their anger out on him because he was white. And they probably hated him even more because he was kind of retarded. If you ever noticed, retarded kids get picked on a lot in school. They got picked on a lot when I was growing up because they couldn't uh, catch, keep up with the rest of the class. Or, <clears throat> well, they couldn't fight or they rode, Or they rode the short bus, you know what I'm saying? You know, you got your, your, your jokes now, short bus, shouty. But it's well, like, they, it's they like they couldn't fight back. They couldn't. They they didn't have. They some didn't, of, no, some of them couldn't fight back, but some of them did. Right. My and my little brother is one of them. He's not mentally retarded. He he was a little. I mean, he he may be a little. I won't say slow, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. He he is who he is. But in any case, growing up. You know what I'm saying? He he wasn't able to keep up with the rest of the kids, or he was on the short bus. Mm-hmm. But, hey, I think even I, pick, I picked on him, not because, you know what I'm saying, uh, of his mental state, but just because I was just a big brother. Mm-hmm. But all of that taught him how to fight, 
for himself in school, and he did. And even to this day, nobody messes with him. Hmm. But my point, my point is, th- these people are picked on, and then people get picked on because of you know, yeah, homeboy is gay. Okay, I'm not saying it's right for him to be gay, but I'm saying it's not right for you to harm him, to bring bodily harm to him. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. Or mm-hmm. because he's or because he's black. Oh, now, you know what I'm saying, like, I don't know if my son is going through it because of race or because it's just this little boy at his school, because he's, like, the only black boy in his class, and he's having trouble with this one kid. And this is where, you know what I'm saying, where the scriptures tell us that we ought to teach our kids at home of how they ought to be when they get older, right? Teach y'all, uh, train your child in the way that he should go, so he won't grow up being a racist, mm-hmm. hating black people, hating white people, hating Chinese people because they eyes are 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 slanted, or because they have a funny accent. You know what I'm saying? That's what needs to be taught in these churches, right? Because we got Southeast Texas. Well, people like Southeast Texas. Now we got a Todd Morris. Now let's see how he's going to react. You know what I think? Yeah. Todd Morris, uh, welcome to the call. You despicable nigger. You uneducated nigger. Listen at you on here rambling on with your nonsense. Mentioning your proverbs and holy scriptures, idiot! <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. There we go. Thank the you. Same, yeah, it's the same guy. Poor fellow. Poor fellow. Yeah, he's going to try to troll the the uh, the call, and 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 I'm a, and I apologize. I I can't delete these guys. Well, so so much for uh, posting this phone call. No, you should post it because it's just it's freestyle. This is what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine imagine if we were in public Todd Morris would be there harassing us in public. This is what happens with uh, this is this is this is the phenomenon. This is the new phenomenon I've been telling y'all about. Have I not been telling y'all this is what is going to be happening? Yeah, I, I've but noticed something, not... and, and I don't want to cut you off, but I've noticed something. Ever since Trump got into office, we're seeing more and more hatred. Right. And it's not because of him directly, but it's because of the fact that he won and Hillary lost. And Hillary is supposed to represent the extreme left. And so since the extreme left lost power, they're trying to get it back. And so all of these liberals, white liberals, uh, uh, of course the blacks are running around saying that I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, uh come and 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 take part in the inauguration. I'm not going to even attend. That is stupid. 
And I'm going to, as a matter of fact, not only am I not going to attend the inauguration or take part in it, but I'm going to protest it. That's stupid. A nation divided shall not stand. Again, the scriptures. Like, they mad because Trump is in office and all the media is doing is race baiting, man. Yeah, that's all all the Democrats is doing is race baiting. It's like, and then you have the actual racists feeding into it because, you know what I'm saying, like, there's no, there's no check on this stuff. There is no uh, repercussions for this type of behavior here in this country. There's no repercussions for it unless you do do uh, uh, bodily harm to somebody. Mm-hmm. But I was, you know, what I'm saying like Trump is in office, and I'm glad because he. Hopefully, he does everything he said he was going to do, but me, I would take it a step further. I would take it, I would straight call, uh, what you call it, uh, martial law. I go straight into martial law. Martin, you would? I would, yep. I would. Now, that's when I'll take Romans 13, literally. Like, I guess you would I, if you're going to call martial law. <laughs> I would apply it literally. Now, I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, yeah, hey, illegals, they got to go. They got to go. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be politically correct. Hey, y'all want Sharia law? You got to go. You got to go. You want to wear hoodies, white hoods, cover your face because you work for the police department? But you part of the KKK, guess what? You got to go. You got to go. Black Panther Party, you want socialism? What? You got to go. You got to go. You got to go. You've got to hit the bricks. Got to hit the bricks. So, yeah, this is interesting. I've never had some troll just jump on the line before. So he kind of ditched the whole Todd Morris thing, and now he's back on the southeast Texas. Yeah, just, the... uh, just prepare yourself, bro, because this is, this is what it's going to be. This is what it's going to be. Yeah, when, when I heard the voice, I, I said, well, uh, your television is quite loud. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and I'm like, "What the heck is?" It? And because I didn't see his name in the uh, in the room, and I said, "Okay, well, let me refresh it," and then there he was. Listen to this. Remember the word that I said unto you: the servant is not greater than, the, than his lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Mm-hmm. If you kept my saying. They will keep yours also. So everyone who will hear this program and we just straight talking scriptures and this and we this is fellowship, you know what I'm saying? This is good fellowship because you know what I'm saying, like 
I've been having some issues, but reading the scriptures with good friends kind of lighten it lightens the mood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, unfortunately, I think some people are actually scared to call in to actually talk about the issues, Mister Southeast Texas. <laughs> like yeah, if you if 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 he could stop acting like an animal. You know, I will, I will ask you to unmute his phone so that we can talk about the issues because I'm willing to talk about the issues. You know what I'm saying? He Maybe his maybe he falls under the same uh, philosophical error that the media puts out about ethnic groups. Black people, all we know is, like you were saying, Dave, yo, what up, son? No, 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 no. <laughs> and all we know about white people is, look at this, you're around, you <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, you know, let's see if he's willing to talk about the issues. All and right. If not, and if not, then, hey, it is what it is. We can continue. You know, he's, still, he's still probably calling us niggers and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Watch. Mr. Texas, you are unmuted. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And allow me first and foremost just to say that any of your callers out there, any of you who are wanting to call in, don't be afraid. I am not an animal. I am not a monster. I'm Con Morris, and I love each and every one of you. Even the black people. I love you, too. I have to. I'm the president. Now, over to these two gentlemen. I want to try to keep my composure here with the two of you, or the three of you, however many there are of you. You say you want to talk about the issues. Well, we have a new issue, gentlemen. You see, you two just threatened me here on your podcast. That's right, that's right. You just threatened me. You told me to prepare myself, get ready. This is how it's going to be. Are you, are you threatening me? What, what, what are you going to do to me? Wow. No, no, no. Hold on, uh, uh, Mr. Morris, what I was saying is that Christian persecution is going to rise here in America. And you trolling on this particular radio. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's another word you have to stop using. All right? I, Todd Morse, am not a troll. If anything, if anything, I am here to protect my great network, Talk Shoe Enterprises, from the trolls. All right? It's just you two who must be new around here. Okay? What are you two doing? What are you doing? All right? I don't mind the Holy Scripture reading and the prayers, but what are you doing? Do you realize you are just mocking special needs people here on your program, talking about the slow bus and all this other crap that you were saying a few minutes ago? Mocking special needs people? Uh, sir, we Christian weren't mocking man? anybody. We were talking about the issue no, with mocking. the, the young man that special was... Special needs children. That's why you have to be careful. No, no, with no, no, no sir, sir, hold on a second. Sir, hold on a second. Give me a chance to speak, please. We were not mocking anybody. We were talking about 
the special needs, the, the mentally challenged or the special needs individual, the young man that was tortured by six black kids. And, of course, they were all, you know, they, they're, they're all in jail. They're all doing time. But they were harassed. This young man was harassed without, you know, for no reason. No reason at all. Because he was white. Other than the fact that he was white. Yeah. Wait a minute. Be careful. Be careful now, gentlemen. Be careful. You're touching a very sensitive issue to to many Americans right now who are not, they are not happy about this at all. How could this happen? How? It happened because... I tell you what those kids deserve, and they're not black kids. Let's just call them what they are. They, They are six niggers. That's exactly what they are. You know what they deserve? They deserve the electric chair. Every single last one of them. I don't care how old they are. Strap that nigger to a chair and light his life in front of his eyes. He deserves it. Every last one of them. Now check this out, Dave. All this, this because is why it's the president. This is why I'm happy that well, I I would be happy if America stayed as a Democratic Republic. As you can see, people, this man's uh, request <laughs> or this man's opinion about these six niggers, <laughs> these six black kids or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, that they should be given the electric chair. Now, imagine if the entire country said, if there was a vote and the entire, like, 80% of the American people said they want, well, let's look at it like this. Since they say that white people are the majority in the country, which I don't believe, that's one statistic that I don't believe, but if they are, let's say they all, every single white person in this country that is counted on the census votes to place those kids in the electric chair. And all of the other ethnicities will be outvoted by, you know, say they, by 80%. Do you think it will be good to go with the majority rule here that is crying out for the electric chair for what these kids did to this uh, innocent little little white boy? Now, we know, right, we know what they did. We know what they did was wrong. Mm-hmm. But the punishment don't fit the crime. Right. Mr. Southeast Texas, that is what you call a democracy, <laughs> mob rule. Yeah, the mob and, rule. Yes. So that's why I don't agree with uh, the democratic philosophy because people like Mr. Southeast Texas, uh, Todd Morris, if he had the majority rule, hey, those kids would be going to the electric chair. And by the um, way, he did not, these these uh, kids, these black kids did not kill anybody. Right. So um, why, would you, they go, why would they be executed? Right. Uh, unmute him to see if he want to respond to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's ready. Let's let's get it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Really? Really? You damn right I'm ready. 
Are you kidding me? Oh, these black kids, these these black kids did not kill anybody. And they didn't. Okay? Are you going with the majority rule that these black kids should be put in the electric chair for what they did to that little white boy? Really? Really? Where are your parents? They should be pulling the both of your black asses off the computer right now. You're going to get yourself killed. So we have a, we pretty much have a failure to communicate. Yes. Uh, This man is not open for discussion or any kind of reasonable discussion anyway. He just wants to holler and scream and what I call, what the Bible calls rail. And in in the last days, we're going to have railers. You know, we're going to have railers. We're going to have people that will say, hey, where is the promise of this coming? You know, he's, of course, he's hung up. So uh, I don't know who he was. Uh, It's kind of, it's sort of interesting that we had our first troll. (laughs) Um, And I really can't take anything that he said or anything that he had said seriously because he was probably under the influence of some type of drug. Maybe he was intoxicated when he made the call and he just decided to do a little bit of experiment, some type of experimentation or something like that. Yeah. He was probably yeah. looking for attention. I don't know. First of all, how did he even get this number? Well, you know, it's on, it's on talk shows, so it's advertised uh, current shows that are going on. Some people probably look up um, the names. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know how you have a category. Uh, I know he said something about the name comic book writer. Um, so perhaps he thought he was coming into a place that talks about comic books. Maybe he wants to talk about Superman, Batman, uh, Robin, Joker laid the egg. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe he wants to talk about comic books. <laughs> I don't know. He sounded like he was an, an older guy. Yeah. I mean, I really, I really would like to have a serious conversation with this man, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. No, no. Yeah, I mean, it it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. It's, we want to talk We want to talk about peace with Christ, you know, how Mr. Southeast Texas could repent from hate, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that I have to repent from. And that's why I can't really I can't really judge Mr. Southeast Texas. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. You know, he's a real human being. Uh and the way he comes off, yeah, it sounds ignorant, it sounds hateful. Uh but honestly, when you have the Holy Spirit, you can see through pretty much the flesh, you could tell that there is some pain behind him, behind his spirit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could tell that he's somewhat lost in in this hateful mindset, and he just screamed. Yeah, he is. He's screaming out for attention. But, you know, Mr. Southeast Texas, we can only have a conversation about the issues if you're serious, 
And I really wish you were serious because I really want to talk about the issues. Mm-hmm. Why let all this time go to waste? We shouldn't let this time go to waste. Okay. Notice we haven't responded in any disrespectful way. Maybe a little comical, but in any case, we're still seeking to communicate. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that's the godly thing to do. Uh, can you find that scripture about friend? Or... Oh, he that shows he that uh, has friends must show some show himself friendly. Yep, I'll find it. I feel like he hung up. He probably he probably got touched. He probably got touched. Like seriously, like here you have two African American males who are not responding in the way that he expects. Yeah, Proverbs eighteen and twenty four. Read that for me, please. Uh, let me see, uh, get there. I got it. Right. I got it right here. Uh, I got a it man, actually. A man that has friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. A man that has friends must show himself mm-hmm. to be very important. Yep, because. You you can't talk about real issues unless you present yourself friendly. If you have real issues, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. But you cursing, you calling people niggers and all this <laughs> other stuff. I mean, like, that word is so archaic. <laughs> Yeah, nobody is saying, nobody is talking like that anymore. Any black person who allows that to offend them should be offended. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, come on now. You know, how many people are are getting offended because you get called the N-word, nigger? You you call me a nigger? I'm going to knock you. you Come on, man. Really? Right. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm... I know some saints who uh, who 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 kind of seem like they do that. I ain't gonna call no names, but I know some saints who'll be oh really start going to a whole negative debate. <laughs> yeah, they about they get nigger and all this other stuff. Like really, come on now, let it go. Yeah, they they allow. That spirit of anger to take over, and you know they get hot. They get not only do they get hostile, but they become unreasonable. And the Bible tells us to be sober-minded. And how do you be? You know what? What does it mean to be sober-minded? You have to be clear. You have to be clear-headed. You know, think soberly. Think clear. Thinking clearly. And obviously he wasn't thinking clearly, otherwise he wouldn't be rambling and ranting and railing on and on about niggers and and black people and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that same proverb, uh, it could also, you know what I'm saying, be applied to, you know, some people, they pretend to be friends, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they pretend to be friendly, 
not saying that that's what he was doing, but you know, you gotta watch out for the people who pretend to be friendly. Yeah. That's how that's how I got caught a lot of times, like in bad situations, thinking a person is really sincerely trying to be my friend. Uh-huh. But in the end we end up boxing in the <laughs> middle of the street fighting. Uh uh uh. Yeah, it's yep. like you know, you you're helping me up and then you try to take my head off after, yeah. you know, you're trying to help me up after I was knocked down by somebody else, and then you turn around and you try to knock me down. You try to take my head off, or you do try to, uh, you know, uh, proceed to take my head off. You know, you have to watch out for those two, and uh, you won't know, not unless you have spiritual discernment. That's why I've learned not to trust just anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, it's it's just uh, it's it's interesting. But um, it's eleven thirty. Uh, do, do you want to end it now or keep going? Uh it's eleven thirty. Uh, yeah, we ain't had nobody to call, but I kind of figure. We wouldn't because it's Friday, it's Saturday, not Friday. But I think this is a good call. Well, yeah, it was a pretty good call. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, but it was a pretty good call. Uh, why you say why? What part don't you like the whole scroll uh, trolling part? Well, yeah, it, it kind of took away from. Uh, I you know I'm a little nervous about putting it on you know showing the link to people that want to listen you know because they got to listen to this guy ranting and raving. Send me the link, man. I need that because uh, <laughs> I'm gonna use that to show people, man. This is how you this is how you can deal with ignorant people who come on to your talk shows. Again, yeah, we didn't we didn't disrespect him. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we were a little comical, but at the same time, we didn't disrespect him. We gave him a chance to talk about real issues. I'm sure we were going to come from a biblical perspective uh, because we can dibble and dabble in so many different arenas. Uh, Politics, okay, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not a guru, but I do have some understanding of the politics. and I'm glad that he said what he said because I was actually able to use it to show people how a democracy is not a good, that's not even good grammar, but a democracy isn't a perfect style of government. It's actually quite horrible because if the majority rule and the majority say they want Sharia law, guess what? In a democracy, they're going to get Sharia law. Well, in a democracy, what you have is the rule of law is governed by a group of oligarchs, you know, an oligarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As opposed to a, a republic, you know, the people are the rule of law. In other words, the people are the ones that voted or elected officials to enforce the laws that were given by God. But if you have a democracy, you have a, a, 
a form of government that can very easily slip into socialism, and this is what we have now. We, we've been slipping into on a we've been on a slippery slope in the communism since the nineteen what sixties. Mm-hmm. That's fifty years. Fifty years of socialist uh, brainwashing with education. With I'd say it might have been longer than that, but. It started with it started with FDR, and um, you, you have Lyndon Baines Johnson with his Great Society, um, the legislation of the Civil Rights Act in 1964, or I never I always get these confused. 1964 or 1965, it was one of those years, and so and then he made that uh, statement uh, in front of those two unnamed senators. He said he will have those Democrats voting. Uh, he'll have those black people. Well, he said the N word, but he'll have those uh, black people voting Democrat for the next two hundred years. And look what's happened. Oh yeah, definitely. So in definitely. other words, he said that he will have them voting for accepting socialism for the next two hundred years. Yep, that is correct. So well, um, yeah, we can end it, and uh, I I honestly believe that this is probably one of the best shows. That's my perspective. That's my mm-hmm. assessment. I'm serious mm-hmm. because, again, I think we show a level of maturity. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. Like, wow, like. He kind of caught me off guard, but hey, you got to remember. I thought it was your television, and I was like, Ah. hey, could you uh, turn your TV down? (laughs) Oh, no, it wasn't my television. But I think uh, we really need to understand that stuff like this is going to happen when we're out on the streets preaching Mm -hmm. the gospel. Mm -hmm. And this is really a dangerous time to preach because now black people definitely are becoming. uh, separated from the love of Christ. Well, they're the, becoming hostile to the gospel. Right. Because now the whole racial, the whole racism agenda or racial agenda has permeated into the black community mm-hmm. so much. Now it's starting to manifest against the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little white boy walked up into a church and shot with how many black people? Mm-hmm. That happened. That happened. Uh, that was... I, I don't know. I'm still thinking that's kind of like a false flag because it was, it was too well orchestrated. I mean, this was, this was at a, a famous church, was it not? I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, so, I don't know. But I am looking at when a guy from the black community, I think Wayne T. Jackson, uh, his church, he was up in there asking real questions, like, y'all making all this money, but y'all not helping the the community. It's a real question. He had every right to ask that question. Mm -hmm. But it's just a fact that 
people, black people, are beginning to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Where or why uh, this is happening, we we already know. Stuff like Black Lives Matter. Uh, you also got the Kemet folk. You got mm-hmm. the BHIs. Mm-hmm. Everybody who who is teaching black people, black consciousness is is to blame. Yep. And it is what it is. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's it's. You know, we're we're seeing a like I said in the beginning of the the uh, call, uh, we're we're in a time where we're seeing more and more pragmatism. We're seeing more and more spiritual deception, and this is why I did a call on this subject because Christians need to know what the gospel is, so we can get out there and provide for because we see that. There is a famine in the land. What is that famine? Well, it's not a famine of food or lack of food or water. There's a famine in the land for spiritual teaching, sound doctrine. And if you have a, a an epidemic where there's a disease just killing off everybody, and you have the the antidote for that disease, you have to get you have to go out there and you have to provide that antidote. You have to provide that remedy. Everybody out there is infected with the disease, so here we are with the the, the, the remedy, the, the antidote, so to speak. And the antidote is the gospel. Right. So, uh, so uh, I'm going to end it uh, tonight. Uh, we have, I guess my apologies are in order, but um, for all of those people that will get the opportunity to listen to this call, uh, just know that this is what you're going to be facing as Christians. You're going to be facing these this kind of opposition from worldly people, from people who are under the power of Satan. You know, Second Corinthians four verses four. Oh, Second Corinthians four four says, "In whom the God of this world have blinded those that believe what believe not, not what the gospel." And so, this is the times that we're living in. We're living in a time where even professing Christians don't believe the truth anymore. So we have to be on guard. We have to be on our. We have to have discernment. We have to practice discernment, uh, especially when it comes to dealing with the unbelieving world, and especially when it comes to dealing with religious people, like the BHIs and all of those other members of the the Black Conscious Movement, uh, Charismatic Movement, or whatever aberrant Christian cult that you encounter. You have to. Be on your. You have to be discerning. You you have to be. Uh, I don't want to use the term on your guard, but well, yeah, you can. Be, you have to be on guard. The Bible says that we have to be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. So, what does the wise as serpents mean? Well, we have to be wise as serpents because we have to know 
what we're talking about. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 12, uh, chapter 6, put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. The wiles, which means the tricks, the tricks of the enemy, the the, the pitfalls, the those little foxes that are running around eating up all the weeds. It's those little foxes that are going to cause the most damage. You're not going to expect a herd of elephants to do any uh, anything like that. You're not going to expect a herd of elephants to come invade in your yard. Where are you going to expect a herd of what? Foxes, those little animals or those little insects that like coming out there and damaging your uh your your uh, your yard or your flowers or whatever the case may be, whatever you have out there that's planted, that, that you you have to worry about that. And what do you do when you uh, see something like that happen? You have to prevent it from happening. So you have to put something out there to keep those foxes from damaging your yard. So it's the same with uh, spiritual things. We have to have the knowledge of God so we can prevent ourselves from being deceived. So with that, uh, GT, could you close us out in a word of prayer? Yeah, bro. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you in prayer, deep prayer, Father God. We, your saints, we are in trouble and we really need a movement, Father God. The awakening of your Holy Spirit in all of us to do what is right. And Father God, I pray that anybody who calls, anyone, well, anybody who listens to the show later on is blessed. And I pray, Father God, that uh, you use us Use us to communicate the message that you want to be communicated to the people. And I pray that we are also a light in a dark room and a a light that sits upon a hill to give light to the darkness in this in this world and the and, and the false doctrines that's coming against the gospel of Christ. And also that we serve as an example, as uh, examples of mature saints, Father God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'll uh, give you a call as soon as I end the uh, um, the, conf- the the uh, the show. Okay. Well, give me a few minutes. Uh, I'll call you. Go ahead and end the show, and uh, oh. we'll, we'll chat offline. Okay. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.